Welcome to the Daily Dose of the Dow Podcast, teaching you about the stock market and investing in just 10 minutes a day. And now, here's your host and stock trader, Chris Rocco. All right, what's up, everybody? We are back. Daily Dose of the Dow is back. We're back for good now. Um, we had a really long hiatus, I think uh, almost two years. So uh, I got a lot more information in my head. I'm two years older. Now you got 21-year-old Chris talking to you, not 19-year-old Chris. Although 19-year-old Chris wasn't too bad either. So um, we're just going to ease back into the podcast life. Um, we're going to talk about this week in the markets. And really, we had a big week in the markets. A lot of shit went down, like good and bad. So we'll start with the inflation numbers. We did get very good numbers on inflation. Uh, CPI went down a lot more than expected and it leveled out at about uh, – well, I shouldn't say level out because – we hope it doesn't level out here, but it did go down to 7.7% year over year, which is the smallest gain since January. The market loved that, um, responding with a huge day on, I believe it was Wednesday. Dow was up 1,200 points. NASDAQ was up almost 7%, I believe. Um, and then core CPI was up uh, 0.3% and 6.3% year over year, which is also down significantly, I should say, since last month. Um, so really these prices rose a lot less than expected in October and that gave some hope to investors that perhaps the Fed is going to – or the Fed, the, the uh, raising of interest rates is actually doing its job and perhaps we can get some easing soon and uh, hopefully a soft landing. Now, we don't want a hard landing. We want a soft landing. So that's what we're going for and hey, it's the first pretty good number that we've gotten. So hopefully the trend continues next month. We shall see. Um, the other thing that happened was the midterms, obviously. On Tuesday, Americans went to vote, 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 vote. And uh, a lot of analysts and skeptics really thought that we were going to have a big red wave, maybe even a red tsunami. That did not happen at all. Um, Republicans are scratching and clawing their way to hold on to the House of Representatives, let alone the Senate. We don't even know if they're going to – they likely won't hold on to the Senate. But it looks like we'll hold on to the House of Reps. Um, and the market really – the market doesn't care. The market just likes a divided government, believe it or not. Um, unified governments tend to get things done and the market does not like when politicians get things done, believe it or not. Because they don't like dra drastic change. Um, it just it, – it's not good for the fluctuations in the market. So that's actually something that's good. I mean, we have, we're going to have a divided government. We're going to have Biden and the Democrats in the White House and perhaps in the Senate as well. But we'll also have a House representative, which is very likely going to be Republican. And that makes it difficult for things to get done in D.C. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, I'm sure most of you have money in the markets. And statistically, markets have done better in a divided government. So whatever narrative you may have heard about Republican presidents, Democrat presidents, and a unified government, um, kind of throw it out the window because it's not true, really. I mean, markets act better, perform better in divided governments. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is we had some crazy, crazy stuff go on in the crypto world. So I'll just kind of run down what happened in case you guys weren't following along. But basically, FTX, a very large crypto exchange, has collapsed. Um, basically, with what is reported to be an $8 billion black hole on its balance sheet, 
and um, there's I think believe, I believe over a million users on FTX, and many, if not all, are now unable to withdraw their funds. So this kind of started when uh, Chang Peng Zhao, the founder of Binance, he set off a lot of alarm bells among investors when he tweeted, I think this was uh, Sunday. He said, due to recent revelations that have come to light, Binance would like to liquidate its holding of FTT tokens. Its position was thought to be around 5% of the total, worth around $580 million before the currency crashed. In 2019, Binance invested as a shareholder in FTX. It exited its shareholding last year, and it received $2.1 billion in Binance's own stablecoin, BUSD, and in FTT tokens as part of the deal. Now, on Monday, the CEO of FTX, the founder, Bankman-Fried, he responds to these comments and said, a competitor is trying to go after us with false rumors. And he added, FTX is fine, assets are fine. So that gave some clarity, we thought, to investors, and investors settled down a little bit. But the next day, Zhao, again, the founder of Binance, he announced that Binance wanted to buy FTX and rescue it because apparently he knew something was going on that most people didn't know. So um, Zhao said that FTX asked us for help, and there's a significant liquidity crunch in FTX. And to protect users, we signed a non-binding letter of intent to fully acquire FTX.com. Now, as rumors kind of grew of a hole in FTX's balance sheet, Zhao suddenly pulled the plug. And he um, basically, I mean, admitted that FTX is in a full-blown crisis, and people did not like that. I mean, I think we had cryptocurrencies tumble 10 15%, the major ones, and not even, you know, like the, the smaller cap ones were down 20 30% or more. So he basically said Binance could no longer push ahead with the deal, and FTX scrambled for a new white knight, and... Um, they didn't get anybody. So Bankman Free returned to Twitter to state that he fucked up and he should have done better. And now this is, I, th- I believe this was Tuesday or Wednesday. He said that really FTX is nearly bankrupt. And then today they did file for bankruptcy, Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the US. Now, a lot of people wonder what ripple effects this, this, um, could happen, could cause in the market. Now, obviously, it caused some major ripple effects in the crypto markets. That's a given. But um, I, I was listening to CNBC earlier, and they were questioning if it would cause some contagion or, or ripple in the, in the in you know like the stock market. But um, Citibank actually said something which I agreed with. They said crypto remains too small and too soiled to really cause a major contagion in the financial markets. So crypto's market cap right now is just about $900 billion. Actually, I think $888 billion to be exact. And the U.S. equities, which is compared to U.S. equities, of $41 trillion. So FTX reported $6 to $8 billion hole. Looks pretty marginal versus recent tech losses. This is all what Citibank is saying. And um, I, I, I do agree. I think um, obviously everybody knows the dangers of being in crypto. This is one of them. Um, if you're going to try your luck in crypto, Coinbase is where you want to be. Binance is where you want to be. Um, although, I mean, nobody really saw this coming. But 
Coinbase is really a lot more regulated. It's it's actually based in the U.S., so they have a lot more shit they have to follow, and um, it's really where you want to put your money. So a lot of stuff happened in the market. I just want to do a quick rundown really quick, ease back into this podcast sort of life, and I really would like to get maybe one or two podcasts a week consistently going and um, try to get on some guests. So I really look forward to getting back into this. And I hope you guys enjoyed the quick little rundown of the market and we'll see what's in store next week. Have a great weekend, guys.